Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Gamescast, again with me this week Callum. Uh, got quite a big, um, well not really a big update, but there's a lot to talk about this week. I mean, I know I said that in the last episode this year, because obviously last year was so big, it's kind of like hard to follow on from and it's the year after is generally really quiet in terms of the gaming industry and they kind of they almost hibernate for a season before they release another series of big games. However, because obviously we've had like Activision and all and bringing out games like obviously Modern Warfare 3, Battlefield 3, it kind of gives the other developers a chance to jump in with some of their games without being blown out of the water by the other big games that are out there. So I've kind of been looking at the lineup for what's coming out. I mean, every, all the big games tend to come out around October, November, December, around that sort of late season. And we have got some big games already lined up. We have Far Cry 3, which is obviously the third in the series, and it's I, I'll talk about that a little bit later. We also have Assassin's Creed, a new Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 3, where you play a new protagonist. So obviously there's no more Ezio Auditori or Altair, you get plays a completely new character, which seems kind of logical considering the last um, installment of Assassin's Creed, you were about 400 years old. You were, well, Ezio was really getting really old and he couldn't really last anymore without having a few broken bones or anything. So it'll make sense to see a new character being played or portrayed as an assassin, I guess. So that's going to be interesting to look forward to. And probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is going to be Resident Evil 6 or Biohazard 6 as known as like some parts of the world. Which I mean I've played Resident Evil, I, I absolutely thought Resident Evil 5 was brilliant. I mean it's obviously it's one of the craziest storylines. It's kind of been this storyline that they've been able to drag on for so many years. Obviously you've got like the game the game adaptations, the film adaptations. It's become such a big franchise. I mean obviously if you've seen that I mean I've watched the first film and everything and and like I've played quite a few of the games, and I can't, it's like a quite unique style how they do it. I mean, obviously, third-person shooter isn't a very common sort of kind of game. I mean, you've got options in some games to go into third-person, but you don't really have any games that sort of make use of it in the way that Resident Evil does. I mean, I remember Resident Evil 5, it was really awkward to aim because obviously, you're looking at third-person, you can't just fire from like being stood, you have to aim down the site, then you have to fire. And obviously when you've got, you're surrounded by about 20 infected people or infected, well they were most of it, it was mainly in Africa so I suppose I say infected Africans. It was kind of like, oh there's 20 around me and I'm, I've got to aim down the side to shoot and you can't move while you shoot. It was a really awkward control system that they used but it was really effective because it made you sort of think more about how you played the game. Unless of course you died a lot but for me it was kind of like, Okay, so I've got lots of enemies around me, I need to get into a position where I can do what I need to do and ha get rid of all these infected. And obviously it made use of uh, action, action cutscenes where you actually have to press certain buttons, otherwise you fail. And obviously you end up dying, well, you just pretty much fail. And obviously the storyline's kind of been building and building and building, obviously you, in the end you defeat Wesker after you crash into a volcano after a big fight on a plane. Which was slightly overdone, I think, in terms of the storyline. I mean, oh, we're on a plane, they're gonna fall out, land on a volcano, Whisker's gonna fall in lava, become this little giant lava beast, and we're gonna blow him up with bazookas while we fly away on a chopper. It kinda seemed a bit, uh, I don't know how to put it, just overdone. It's too, it's, they complicated it too much. I mean, it's, you've got, I mean, I know it's obviously it's a game where it's kind of blown out of reason because obviously that hasn't, we've never had an, a massive biohazard infection that's ever happened so it's kind of like using your imagination but something just went a bit too far I think I mean they're carrying around, around a lot of combat here in the middle of a volcano it's gonna get hot and then you're probably gonna be drained of energy so 
It'll be interesting to see what they do with um, number six, because I do believe Chris Redfield is returning. If you play number five, you'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, the badass army guy, who is effectively just... Well, I don't know whose partner will be, because obviously you played with Sheva in number five, but you rescued Jill, Valentine in number five. So whether he'll be teaming up with her, whether we're going on his own. Obviously, generally, they are a two-player game, so obviously there probably will be another person. I mean, who knows? Josh might the, uh, make a reappearance. Obviously, if you remember him, he's the... Well, the army guy, I suppose that's all I can really call him by, uh, in number five, who pretty much helped you escape from everywhere and saved your life half the time because he was the man who, with the knowledge. Well, like I said, there's not really a lot of details released on Resident Evil 6 since, you know, it comes out late, quite late in the year. If it was around August that I was doing this podcast, then obviously you'd be able to tell you a bit more about what's going to be happening in the game and what's actually going to be like or some of the gameplay features that it's going to include. So, I can't really say much more about it for now. I mean, obviously, I've read that they've released a tiny little bit on the storyline. I'm not really going to spoil it because obviously it could be completely junk information that someone's just made up. And I don't want to give out the wrong information considering it's probably better kept secret because obviously you don't want spoilers really. Uh, well, another storyline, a lot of people might not read up on spoilers, but I'm not going to give any because I'd rather let you find out for yourself and see what you think when it comes out. So, that's probably the. It's going to be the, a big game this year, whether it'll be the biggest competing with Assassin's Creed, but the thought of a new protagonist kind of might throw a spanner in the works, because obviously a lot of people sort of liked it, too, Auditori. So he was like the big main character that everyone loved to play, even though he was like, like I said, really, really old. Even though he was getting to the point where he was like 70, he could still jump around buildings and do all that assassin stuff that he liked to do. But that's going to be interesting, a very interesting thing as well, just seeing who the new character is that you play as and getting used to it. I mean. I've played most of the Assassin's Creed and like I can't imagine it as a different character. I mean, you just you start like obviously in most of them it's mainly Ezio and you kind of get used to playing as him as the character. I mean, I remember seeing his storyline and how you played through when he actually became an assassin and building up through the ranks. And obviously now he's like this old guy that's seen as like the master assassin. And obviously the next one he won't be there. I mean, Desmond's making a reappearance, I believe. I think I've read that somewhere that they've bringing back Desmond. But there will be no Ezio Auditori, so that's kind of sad, but that's gaming for you. The storyline moves on. I mean, obviously, I don't think it'll be... If I'm totally honest, I don't think Assassin's Creed 3 will be as successful as some of the other games because it's kind of like, with a game series, you kind of get to the point where it starts off, it's a really good idea. Then you sort of build on that idea, and then it gets to the point where you're just milking it and releasing games as just a money-making opportunity because, I mean, the main storyline laid with Ezio and uh, Ezio... I would have and Altair, but they were the two main characters that they sort of tied in with. So I don't really understand how they're going to be able to bring another character in it. It's going to last, unless they're just going to make a completely different storyline. But that's going to be hard to tie in with the other games because obviously a lot of people who play the other games like. I mean, a lot of gamers, they don't think about it, but they, they actually like storyline without even realising it. I mean, a lot of people I talked to that played like games with storylines like obviously Resident Evil, Modern Warfare, Battlefield. They kind of like, you kind of say to them, oh, what is the storyline? And the way they think about it, they actually, that was the main contributor to the game on how much they enjoyed it. I mean, if, for me, if a game's got a really poor storyline, I kind of just think, oh, I'm not playing this. I mean, it's something that I do. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how, if a lot of other people do. I know a couple of my friends do that play games. I mean, some other people, they just play games for the fun of it, for entertainment. But the thing is, obviously, games have got so much more to offer than that. I mean, they're not just a form of entertainment. They're a form of, like... Distraction and diversion, I suppose. I mean, they they put you in obviously surreal worlds that don't exist, but let you do whatever you want. Especially Grand Theft Auto. I have a habit of just using that as a reference to do anything in a game. 
because obviously that's the game that set the benchmark for, well, effectively doing anything, which I, I also believe that might be coming out maybe this year, but I think it's good, unless, it hasn't, unless it's already come out, Grand Theft Auto 5, I think it is. I remember seeing a trailer for it a while ago when possibly a new Grand Theft Auto, which is another series that they kind of just kept on and on and on with and developing different storylines. Although it works, I mean, it's one of those gets it's a sandbox game, it's effectively, although there's a set storyline that you can follow, when the storylines are generally quite good, you can just sort of like build off the mission, straight away from the missions and go crazy, buy hijack a car, uh, jump a ramp, gun down a few people and uh, effectively have a good time doing things that you can't really do in real life, so unless you're a criminal of course, then you try doing that and obviously then you get arrested and somehow get out of prison without, well, getting done for murder, which is one thing I interesting in Grand Theft Auto, obviously it's taking away, obviously, you wouldn't want a game where you spend a, like so long in prison, that wouldn't be fun unless the game was based around something like that. So I think that's kind of enough talking for now, I'm going to play a song for you. Going back towards the 80s, I think I'll play a bit of an old song to start with, and this is going to be Depeche Mode with Enjoy the Silence.
Enjoy the silence. So that was Depeche Mode with Enjoy the Silence. One of the best, one I think, one of the best songs of the 80s or from that era. So, anyways, let's get on with things. So, uh, in terms of other gaming news this week, there hasn't been really a lot of announcements. I mean, obviously, like I said, the early kind of part of the season for gaming around this time, it's really, really quiet. I mean, there's a lot of PlayStation Vita games coming out. They're the big thing at this moment. But they're not really, there's not really any, like, really big, big games that are, like, that a lot of people know about. It's all, like, quite niche games that are applied to smaller audiences. I mean, one thing that's been quite big this year is the create recreation of different game series. Like, I believe they're remaking, I know they brought out just not long ago the um, Metal Gear Solid HD edition. So basically they've reworked a couple of the uh, Metal Gear Solid games and thrown it into a bundle. And I believe they're doing the same for, like, a couple of, I think it might be Jack and Daxter or something like that, they're, they're making like a few game series that are quite old that, and they're basically reproducing, I mean it's kind of like a similar thing that's happening in film and um, gaming industry because obviously in film they're releasing films like Titanic and all those older films but they're redoing them in HD, I mean they just brought up Star Wars 1 The Phantom Menace in like new quality so it's well 3D and obviously they improved some of the quality so that's kind of a big thing they kind of like unless developers are running out of ideas they're just rebranding older games but updating the graphics and other things slightly which i suppose you can do i mean obviously the, the whole point of classic games like obviously the first metal gear solid was very different i mean the graphics were i'm not gonna say horrible because at the time they were good graphics they were considered good obviously compared to the stuff we've got now they're they're nothing really I mean, obviously, the only game that modern times it gets away with, well, not the best graphics, is probably Minecraft, which if you played that, you'll know it's a sandbox game. Well, basically, the game consists of pixels. That's kind of all it is, but it's one of the most successful PC games that's currently out there. I mean, it's like the fourth best game to play at work. Oh, it's been voted as that, and it's rapidly growing, and it's considered, well, it's got incredibly good ratings. I mean, I was looking at the ratings for it, and it's like Metacritic giving 93 out of 100, which for a game that's got pixels for quality and is basically a sandbox where you go off and do whatever you want. It's quite good, I mean obviously it allows creative freedom. I mean games that are, are kind of like the sort of games you can, I mean sandbox games in general, I mean you've got Grand Theft Auto which is sort of a sandbox game, I mean you can't go create stuff but effectively it's like free roam. Similar with Fallout, although it's like an RP, more of an RPG role with that game. Obviously, it's kind of sandbox. You don't have to go off and do missions. You can just wander off around the wastelands and just go kill whatever you wanted to kill, or go search in like a vault, a hidden vault, and find items and do whatever you want, basically. But sandbox games—they're becoming incredibly popular. I mean, I was a bit annoyed because um, one of the companies that does like Xbox Live Arcade—they brought a game called Fortress Craft, and it was basically a massive rip-off of Minecraft. And I remember looking at it and thinking. What is this? It's just Minecraft, but with a different name, and it actually it was worse than Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft makes it fun. That Fortnite, it just destroyed. It made it made Minecraft look even better, which I suppose is a good thing. But the fact that they just ripped off Minecraft completely was a bit of a joke, if you ask me. That's my kind of my personal opinion. I mean, one of the kind of sandbox games that's become quite popular is Talara, especially amongst PC. I think it's maybe on Xbox Live Arcade as well, which. Is becoming, it's getting bigger. I mean, it's more, it's a bit weird. It's kind of like a 2D, it's like almost like a Super Mario Bros. style, Super Mario style, where it's like you're looking at a flat screen, and obviously it's kind of 2D, you run left and right. There's not really, it's not 3D, but it's a similar building game. But I just, I, I looked at it and when I saw someone playing it, and I couldn't get into it compared to Minecraft. I just like the idea of being 3D and be able to run around my own little world. 
and build the things that I want to build. So, I mean, sandbox games, they kind of, some are good, some are bad. I mean, stuff like Talara, Tal I think it might be Talara or Talaria, Terraria or something, it's got a really weird name. Because Talara would be Rift, which is another of the Rift Planes of Talara game. And, um, sandbox games, like I said, they're becoming uh, a very popularity, really. I mean, a lot of people are starting to like them, but it's only the good ones they like. I mean, Minecraft still remains the most successful sandbox game. Maybe behind Gary's Mod, I wonder, because if you play Gary's Mod, you'll understand that is the... That was kind of the original sandbox game. I mean, there was nothing you couldn't do in that. I mean, you could build a bathtub into a car, and you could just spawn random items, and you could... Obviously, it was very... You could get a lot of content for that game, and just build whatever you wanted using all the different tools, and just spawn a lot of bounce balls, and just fling them around, and... You could affect, that was a game where you could do anything with everything. You could just do absolutely. You could attach some like a, an NPC, a non-playable character, to a roundabout, activate the roundabout, and watch them fly around while they get dragged. If you attach a rope between the two, I mean that's. The, and then you could use that person as like a like make your own jump rope game, I suppose, where there's a person hanging from a rope from a roundabout, spinning around. You've got to jump over it. If you don't get, if you get hit, you get launched through the air and die. Well, your character would be killed and you'd respawn, which, I mean, I was, I'm kind of talking more about Garage Mod, but it's one of the, probably the best uh, sandbox games, along with Minecraft. Then you've got sort of like the RPG, my, RPG sandboxes like Fallout and Grand Theft Auto, where you can do a main plot, but you kind of, you have the main plot, but you don't have to follow it, in a sense, whereas obviously with Garage Mod and Minecraft, there is actually no... Way to complete it. I mean, I suppose Minecraft, since they added the Ender Dragon, then you can not the end, no, yeah, the End Dragon. You can kind of complete it in a way, but then you just carry on doing other stuff. You don't really get anything from the dragon apart from an achievement. So it's kind of like, mm, yes, you can kill it. It's kind of like an adventure. It's way an adventure. It's like a game where you can build. Up. They wanted to have like an ending to it, but the ending doesn't really end the game. So it's it's more about the creativeness. But setting that sort of RPG element, I suppose, to it. But that, but also Minecraft does believe come out on Xbox Live. Well, it's on Xbox Live Arcade, but I think they're actually f officially releasing the game for Xbox, I believe. Even though they've already released it on the Xbox Live Arcade, I'm not sure why they're doing that. But uh, that's kind of like a good idea. I kind of like the idea, unless it's for people. Obviously, not everyone uses Xbox Live. Some people choose not to, so obviously that could be the reason. Just so they can buy the game, use the disc, and then it, it's updated through the Xbox Live. I'm guessing. Or just through the Xbox download well these uh, content it downloads because obviously Minecraft is gonna be a game that's constantly updated and changed and changed and changed so um, with that being said I think I'll end that talk of sandbox games and obviously if everyone's got their own personal opinion I mean I love sandbox games not everyone does because you kind of need you don't really need a creative mind but it helps especially with Minecraft if you're gonna build structures out of glass and wood and stone and all the other materials you can, you kind of do need a slightly creative mind to build some rather interesting buildings. So I think I'll say you know more about that for the time being and I will throw another song on and I'm going to play for you Maximal Park, Apply Some Pressure, which is another song from the Burnout 3 takedown because I do have a slight obsession with Burnout even though I haven't played it in a while because I used to play it on my PS2 a lot and I completed it 100% and I absolutely loved playing it. So uh, here is Maximo Park with Apply Some Pressure.
it See how things turn out If you apply some pressure I like to wait and see how things turn out If you apply some pressure What happens when you lose everything? You just start again You start all over again What happens when you lose Park with apply some pressure again from like I said from the burnout 3 takedown soundtrack um, kind of gonna move on a little bit now to more towards PC gaming well um, I'm gonna talk about some real-time strategies that are because one game that is coming out next year is another episode well another episode another game in the command and conquer series which if you know you might not have heard of it because it's kind of very the game has been rarely released on um, consoles it's kind of more stuck towards PC and it's one of those games where, oh, it's hard to describe really, because it's kind of, it started off incredibly well with good ratings, it dropped quite a bit, then they brought out a certain game because they kind of strayed from the path originally, with, originally it was like a real-time strategy, then they kind of broke away and used it as more of a different, made it into a different game, I suppose, and then they brought it back to real-time strategy and the game became completely reworked and basically the ratings jumped back up on it and now they're kind of re taking away from this path where you don't it's less focused on building and building your own army and like putting everything together i mean basically if you haven't played command and conquer i'll tell you it's a real-time strategy it's kind of set in the future and the storyline is basically where the world's in war at war pretty much and there's like two factions well there's the nod and there's the uh gdi and in some of them there's an alien faction called the Scrin. but basically you're on this planet which is like and it's got this material called tiberium which you can harvest and use to build stuff and obviously but obviously gdi and nod are at war with each other and there's a whole big storyline behind it that take forever for me to explain but basically this whole tiberium stuff that you harvest it's getting to the point in this in the storyline where it's kind of growing out of control and they, it's no longer harvestable it's past that stage so you kind of, the world is pretty much coming to an end and you've got to find out a problem, that's what I believe is going to be in the, find a solution to the problem which I believe is going to be the main 
story for this next episode, next installment of the game, really. I mean, real-time strategies, they're kind of becoming incredibly popular. I mean, obviously, I think the main real-time strategy that sort of set it all off was probably Age of Empires, if you played that. I mean, a lot of people probably will have, where obviously you just built a town, built an army, went and just destroyed everything, and gathered resources and stuff, and it was all about, like, managing your own little town and managing your people. I mean, it's like Sims. Some people really say Sims is a real-time strategy game, but... Like especially like SimCity, so you control cities and you can control people. I'd say the most social games rather than a real-time strategy, because obviously there's no fighting in Sims unless two characters get into a massive brawl. Obviously, you've got like Age of Empires, Command and Conquer. I can't really think of any of the sort of like real-time strategy uh, games. I suppose you've got just like just like online games. Like I don't know if they're they're sort of like real-time strategies because they require strategy and stuff like League of Legends and Heroes of New Earth and possibly Dota. I think that might be a bit of a real-time strategy sort of thing, but it's like online team-based games. I mean, a lot of, they are kicking up, I mean, like League of Legends, which I play quite a lot, is becoming, becoming incredibly popular. It's getting more popular by the day, and that's kind of like a 5v5 online strategy game, where you basically, you pick from a range of champions that has a range of skills, and then you've got to basically get destroy the enemy's big base whilst protecting your own, and you build items to the strength of your character and obviously you go there's enemies trying to stop you and it's kind of one of those games you have to check out i can't really i could explain it but it's, i'd be sat here for the next like week explaining it because there's so much i could explain about it but like i said real-time strategies are kind of they're becoming really big and popular i mean especially again with um the rise of mmorpgs i mean obviously they kind of started out and they weren't too popular i mean i think the original I'd say the, bit, the first MMORPG was probably RuneScape, that was kind of like the one that started it all off and kicked everything off. Then obviously you had the release of WoW, which kind of like, whoa, that's the, that was kind of the big game for a long time in terms of MMORPGs. Then you've got stuff like Guild Wars and a couple of others, I mean, is it Club Penguin that I've heard of? And it's just, that's a really bad one, I think. It's, you know, you play as a penguin and you go on, it's more of a social kind of MMORPG. Because you play as a penguin and you don't really do a lot, I don't believe. And now it's kind of like, so the, the obviously RuneScape kind of started it all off. And then when WoW was released, a lot of them players went to WoW because it became like a new form of MORPG. And we're kind of getting to the point where that sort of crown of the lead MORPG is starting to pass over. Because Blizzard are starting to run out of ideas. I'm not going to lie. I, I, can, I can pretty much guarantee that. I mean, looking at the recent... I am piece of content they've planned on releasing, Mr. Pandaria. And I remember watching the trailer for it because I someone sent me it and I remember looking at it and thinking, Mr. Pandaria and the storyline is the fact that some mist has moved and revealed a lot of pandas. Hence mists of panda. So it's kind of like that is really bad. they I mean panda monks. It just shows that they're really running out of ideas. I mean they're just They've stacked, they've got Chuck Norris to do a trailer to do one of the trailer well not trailer but an advert for them. That just shows how desperate they are getting to try and appeal. And the reason they're kind of doing all this is because they're losing people to uh, Rift Plains of Talara. I mean that came out almost I think a year ago, and it's kind of when it came out, a lot of people from WoW moved over to Rift, but obviously because the game was new, it didn't have a lot of features that that WoW has. So a lot of people are like, oh, there's no looking for dungeon find, looking for dungeon group finder, and there was there wasn't a lot of tools because it was re it was just been released, which kind of put a lot of people off. I mean, people that stuck with it have become probably the best play, obviously the be be better players because they've just they've stuck with the game and they've learned about the content. 
But now that the game is sort of building up and it's got this looking for dungeon group finder, it's got new ideas such as Chronicles, which is like a two-player dungeon. It's got something called Instant Veggie, where you can group up with people from your shard. Well, the shards are like the servers. Group up with someone from your people with your server and just complete a lot of tasks. They're bringing, like, obviously it's got some elements that are similar to WoW because that's kind of the way MMORPG are, such as dungeons, skills, uh, raids, which is like big team fights with lots of tactics that you've got to follow to kill the bosses that are there. And but it's kind of like taking over and Blizzard are panicking and all this time trying to sat there probably laughing and just as like the numbers of players increase rapidly. And the thing is, that's the thing, it's kind of, it's added like, a, f I mean, a lot of people said, oh, it's just going to be the same as WoW when it was first released. I mean, obviously the main difference between Rift and WoW is the fact that, well, it's kind of in the name Rift. And basically a Rift is kind of like this tear that will open in like the, well, if see you're wandering around the world, because it's quite a big map, and uh, a Rift opens, you can go up to it and open this Rift, and basically you'll spot, you'll go through like a five wave process of beating, de defeating mobs and that spawn out of this like, Rift of Air or Rift of Earth, Rift of Life, and it spawns monsters depending on what level it is and what sort of uh, element it follows. So it's a really new concept that they kind of brought to it. I mean, it was a lot of people said that's the only difference between that and WoW, but I kind of, when I play Rift, I mean, I'm kind of get. I played it to start with, and I'm getting more into it now. And now that there's a few new features, I mean, I've I, play, I tried WoW for like a month, and then I got bored of it because I just did, it didn't really interest me too much I kind of got to the point where I was like "Ooh, this is I think it's more based around PvP for me which kind of threw oh unless the well my friend that I was playing with enjoyed PvP which I wasn't too good at whereas I'm focused more around playing with friends to do raids and instances and dungeons and stuff which now that the now that Rift has moved on it's kind of it appeals more to me but for the storyline of Rift it's kind of like the world is at its end and you get sent back in time to prevent this world destruction. And obviously you kind of think, hmm, how's that going to work? Because it's an MMORPG. And MMORPGs can't really be completed. I mean, I think WoW kind of could be because I think they had that Wrath of the Lich King or whatever it was, or they had some content that introduced a new boss if you killed it. It was pretty much the end of the game, sort of. But apart from that, it's kind of like, they so basically you sent back in time to prevent this massive evil from taking over the world. So it's kind of like, and obviously you can play as either the Defiance or the Guardians. And again, it's sort of like you can play as four callings, a mage, a warrior, a cleric, or a rogue. But they kind of the new thing they built in with this, with Rift, that a lot of people like, is what they call soul trees. So basically, each calling, so like I'll use the mage for example, because that's what I play as, has eight souls, and each soul is different because it provides different things, such as like a chloromancer, which is a healer. Uh, you've got a pyro, pyro, pyromancer, which is obviously for doing a lot of damage and using fire. And what you can do is with these souls, you can put three souls into each roll, and you can buy multiple rolls, so you can build different things. But you put three souls into this, into your roll, and you build them how you want. So you can put points into different trees, and as you build point, put points in the trees, you unlock root abilities. So it's almost like a tree where you start off at the middle of the soul, and above you are abilities that you can per use points on as you level and while you're doing this the roots that are underneath are abilities that are unlocked once you have a certain number of points in that tree so it's a very very customizable game where you you kind of look at how you want to play and you do you play how you want to play if you want say like for my mage 
I could have played like a really heavy damage per second character, there's a lot of damage, so I could have taken like a Pyromancer Soul, just for massive damage output. I mean, I personally prefer to play as a healer, so I kind of like take my Chloromancer Soul and put a lot of points in it, so I get a lot of the stronger abilities towards the end of when you've got a lot of points in that soul. But like, the customizability of the game, and obviously the main, another big difference is the graphics. The graphics in WoW were obviously very quite, I don't want to say cartoony, because, well they were sort of cartoony in a way, they weren't amazing graphics, whereas Rift, I mean I've seen the graphics on Ultra, I mean that's like the highest graphic setting, and the graphics are incredible, it's, obviously you need an amazing computer to run that, so it's kind of like, you, and obviously when you're doing big events with like, a lot of people or something you can't really sort of run something like that because you would the computer would just fry itself I suppose but it's kind of like that's the main the customizability and the graphics they just they're a step up from WoW and I think that's kind of what's and obviously the new features that they're constantly adding that Blizzard haven't really made use of or thought of and it's kind of obviously it's kind of sucking people away from WoW and it's that crown is almost at the point where it's going to be passed over I think in maybe a month or two and it will be passed over from Wow, when Blizzard over time is going to focus, start to focus more on their other games like Diablo and stuff like that that they can release. Rather than spending a lot of time thinking, oh, we need to make new content for WoW. Well, I should say that WoW is World of Warcraft if you no, didn't know, I probably should have mentioned that earlier on. Obviously, that's going to be interesting when to see that crown passing over. And obviously, Rift will continue to develop. And then who knows, maybe in like another 10 years or so, there'll be a new MMORPG that will pull the crown away from Rift and it... It'll be like that process where it's just building one MMORPG after another. Because obviously if you play the same MMORPG, eventually you will have like... Although you can't officially complete these games, you can get to the point where you have the best items or the best equipment. And it's kind of like, oh I can do everything, I've done everything. And that's kind of it. So it's kind of nice to have this where... Obviously if, if once they start releasing poor content like Blizzard have done... And it's only poor content in my opinion. Some people who play WoW might think it's an amazing... played it instead, or if it's been released. I think it's an amazingly good bit of content. But that's kind of what happens. So you've got like, obviously, some people that have played WoW for loads of years. They kind of moved over to Rift. It's new things to do, new challenges. It just gives... So they're not getting to the point where they're making like a new character every week. And training it to the maximum level thinking, oh, this is rather boring. So they get to the point where they're not really interested anymore. So it's kind of like a good thing they can, that they're swapping over and it's obviously like I said providing new challenges and new things for them to do because obviously over time they get those games and they get bored and they're not going to be very happy bunnies. So um, I think that's kind of everything for this week, I mean obviously it's again it's been a lot to talk about. I was going to try and do a bit on Far Cry 3 but I kind of don't think there's enough information quite as of yet to talk about because obviously again it's released around November, October that sort of time so there's not a lot of information available about the game and it's kind of when they release trailers for the games that's when you get to the point where you have a lot of information released on and you get a feel for the style of the game I mean E3 is probably the main place where they'll show up where they show a lot of game stuff in development but it's early stages so they don't release a lot in them unless it's that year that's being released and they kind of show it to show you what the sort of game it is like so I think that's like I said I think that's kind of everything for this week hope it's been good and you've enjoyed it and I'm going to finish with one final song, and I was I was thinking what song could I play this, just, I kind of want to make some of my songs very gaming related, so I thought, what could I do, and I thought of it, about it, and um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the song Black and Yellow, but I'm not going to play that sadly, I'm going to play in an adaptation, if you play League of Legends you might understand this, uh, it's kind of like someone's taken this song Black and Yellow, and they've done a parody called Captain Timo, 
Now, if you play League of Legends, you'll know who Teemo is. But if you don't know, but Teemo is basically this little badger that champion that fires darts at people and blinds them and can go invisible and do all sorts of weird things. So this is Crown with Captain Teemo. Yeah. Uh huh. You know what it is, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo. Yeah. Uh huh. You know what it is, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo. Yeah. Uh huh. You know what it is. Hit my W and I be moving quick. Yeah. Screaming I'm hybrid Then I shoot you with a dart We're blinded Step into a bush You won't see me I'm invisible Captain Teemo Captain Teemo Captain Teemo Captain Teemo Every single game I get into I hit auto lock Captain Teemo Captain Teemo Captain Teemo Captain Teemo It's like a crown on the mic Well I guess it's time to start Can't see me Is it camouflage or a blinding dart Either way I'm holding to your eyes I have the element of surprise Where is he coming from Guess there's no telling Um Where's he at I don't know I'm just a I'm a Zidane on the other side of the sun on his rift I'm taking the tower, you have no action to be stopping it Opposing team, get mistreated, backdoor is always completed The only thing you see is your nexus is going the one defeated Everyone thought I was a champion, played by newbies Lost the game, all you heard was Captain Teemo on duty Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is Hit my W and I be moving quick Yeah uh-huh, screaming I'm hybrid When I shoot you with a dart, you're blind Step into the bush, you won't see me, I'm invisible Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo Every single game I get into, I hit auto lock Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo Captain Teemo, full song, say what you wanna say Them trolls be talking, you should see me in the game, they run away You got a Teemo on the opposite, I guess you're not slowing out Explosions from the mushrooms, still I'm silent, no it's nothing loud I get my words for free, I'm saving money Yes, I'm feeling great. Do you believe in karma? You have to. The way I'm twisting fate, they call me Captain Teemo, but still I prefer the title Colonel. Scared to sleep at night, I guess I got you feeling nocturnal. Yeah, uh huh. You know what it is. Hit my W and I be moving quick. Yeah, uh huh. Screaming I'm hybrid. When I shoot you with a dart, you're blind. Step into the bush, you won't see me. I'm invisible. Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo. Every single game I get into, I hit auto lock. Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo. Staying just like I'm supposed to fool, and all the mushrooms in the jungle, well they won't be close to full. They see me coming, turn and run right to the opposite. They couldn't kill a Teemo. Even if they tried to target him Target him first They gotta make it past that barricade They died, I got the pentakill Best champion ever made Yeah, uh-huh You know what it is Yeah, uh-huh You know what it is Step into a bush, you won't see me, I'm invisible Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo Every single game I get into, I hit auto lock Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is Hit my W and I be moving quick Yeah, uh-huh, screaming I'm hybrid When I shoot you with a dart Step into the bush, you won't see me, I'm invisible Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo Every single game I get into, I hit auto lock Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo, Captain Teemo